Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another week, another episode. And I'd like to start off by saying to by thanking you guys who've been listening. Um, this episode that we're going to do today, this episode is going to be episode 134. So that's 134 episodes. I started this podcast basically on January 1st of 2018. And here we are in September, 134 episodes in. I have a, a, almost 5,000 listens and shares and people are sharing and I really do appreciate that you know the episodes are not long they're probably they come between 10 and 12 minutes um so it's not it's not long but I know that in order to take the time to listen to something and listen to me talk I've had only two guests in the whole time I've done the episode so it's just listening to me talk I have to let you guys know I really appreciate that and I appreciate that you kind of rolling with me through the, the changes and evolution and I totally appreciate that I just wanted to say thank you for that uh, today's episode is going to be very interesting. It's kind of like, well, I think it's interesting. I've thought about this continuously about different opportunities to have this conversation. And I think that at some point I'd like to have this conversation with a guest and I'd like that guest to be male because I want to discuss the cost of dating and um, how that impacts your finances. So when I talk to most people about their finances, we don't we don't usually have a column specifically dedicated to dating. Um, usually people talk about um, socializing, you know, and they usually contextualize that around kind of meeting up with friends, going for drinks and maybe having a dinner here and there. But if you're actively dating and depending on how you look at the dating world or what role you feel like you play in dating, um, you can really require a line item in your budget for dating. And I don't think that most often we put that in there, right? We it, it, it wraps up into social, but sometimes you're trying to do both. You're being social in order so you can meet people to date and then you're dating them. And every date doesn't turn into a long-term commitment. And every date doesn't, every time you go on a date or every first two or three dates doesn't turn into something that becomes permanent, yet there's still a cost associated with that. So, the question becomes, how do you budget for dating and what amounts make sense? And how do you, how do you put something that's so kind of intuitive and emotional? How do you wrap that in to something so technical as a budget? And uh, to that, I say everything that you're doing with your finances comes back to your emotions. We talk about that all the time. And so therefore you're not really kind of, um, you're not, it's not exclusive, right? The two are not exclusive. Your emotions and your money are tied together. But the part about dating that makes that a little more complicated is because it's based on someone else. It's very much based on someone else. And so you can have an emotional desire to do things in order to pursue a dating situation that may be in direct contrast with your finances. So the question becomes, how much did you spend on dating? Um, one of the one topic is how much should a first date cost? Now that depends on where you live, right? And if you live in New York City, um, literally going to dinner, and no matter where you could go, you could go to dinner at Applebee's, and you could end up spending sixty five dollars for dinner, two meals, and two drinks, and a tip. You could spend that on a first date, and that's at Applebee's. 
And I personally do not like Applebee's. I find their food to be disgusting. Also, I don't find it to be a good dating place because it's a family restaurant. So there are children there. There's all these things. It's loud, you know. But what, that's $65. So you're saying, okay, if you want to go someplace that's maybe a, a different type of restaurant or bar, maybe something where there aren't children there or it's not a family restaurant you want to go on the first date, you could be looking at 80 to to $100 on a first date if you sit down for dinner and drinks. So, a lot of people, if your budget is tight, you don't have $100 for a win. You don't have $100 for like, maybe this will work, maybe it won't. But at the same time, like, how do you date? How do you go out in the world and date and and get to know a person without sitting across from them and enjoying a meal, right? Um, do you, like, how do you do that? And there are all these different quote unquote rules, right? If I invite you out to dinner, then I should pay. If you invite me, then you should pay. Um, going Dutch is not a date. Um, all these rules. And I'm just curious as to what everyone subscribes to because at the end of it, there's a real financial toll dating could take. If you meet three different people in, in a two-month period and you spend $100 on each date, that's that's a lot of money, right? That's a lot of money. That's that's And that's a lot of money per. And it, particularly if you meet these three people and nothing comes of it. So how do you do that? You know, how how does a person get into dating, right? Um, I knew I know that when you do online dating, people, the suggestion is that you meet up first for coffee or tea or something like that, something where there's no alcohol involved where you can just see if you two have any chemistry. And then you can meet up for like a drink, um, which again, a drink in New York is going to at least be $40, right? If you go to a bar, it's going to be like, because a drink is like $12 to $14, and then there's tip. Um. So that's already just to have a drink. Eventually, you're going to want to share a meal with this person. Eventually, you're going to get to this $100 plus dinner. And at what my question is, at what point do you get to that? And do you only do that once? Like, what do you do? How does that work? And I remember there were times when people would say, you know, if you're someone who's struggling with your finances, you shouldn't date. And struggling with your finances meaning you don't have money to pay your bills you probably shouldn't be dating because you don't have any extra money to spend on anything but um a person whose finances are tight a person who's on a budget can absolutely date they just have to budget their dating and you know there are many ways to be creative for which you can appear to be creative and not cheap and really be able to find a way to enjoy spending time and getting to know someone without having to drop a hundred dollars on a first date or on a second date or hundred dollars you just don't have in order to spend that because going broke to try to impress someone is going to probably lead to some problems down the road. So it's just a good question. It's something to think about. Are you, if you're dating, are you putting out money, you know, in the world, in your budget for dating? And the other part of this for women, because if you do subscribe to the rule that if a man invites you on a date, then he should pay, um, or who, or just to subscribe to the rule that whoever, depending on your relationship, whoever invites the person out on a date should pay, then you also are left with the person who has to get dressed up to go and make sure that they, you know, they look nice and hair done, makeup, whatever. That it all falls like it. It can be expensive to socialize. Period. It's a, it's a equally expensive to socialize and date. And so you have to consider that in your budgeting. If if you're in a situation where you're in a relationship. Even dating in the context of that relationship has its cost. And then the question becomes, where does that money come from? Who pays for that? So, you know, and then, and then it could be to some extent, 
why people get into dating situations and don't socialize because you can't afford to do both. Um, there are many, there are many points. So I'd love to have this conversation with a man who, who would want to discuss dating. If you're a man who's interested in discussing the cost of dating, let me know. I'd love to have you on the podcast and, um, and really discuss that option with you because I really want to hear what perspective of it that men come at it from. I know, um, and I'd be more interested in having that dialogue about where, where I see many women coming from as a woman, um, with, um, with a man to have that kind of counterpart, that would be very interesting. But consider that dating, the cost of dating can be very expensive. And consider that when you are making plans to date someone is particularly when you're not the person paying, be considerate to other people's finances. You don't know what people's finances are. You don't know their obligations, their responsibilities. They do, and they should act accordingly, but you got to keep that in mind as the person who's being the recipient of it and also manage your expectations. I always go into those situations feeling like another person is not obligated to spend money on me beyond what they have and what they can afford. So I let a person lead that. And I think men should lead that. If that, for me, if a man who is going to date me, he should lead that because he knows his, he knows his bottom line. And so he should not ask me, where do you want to go? Because I'm going to go where I can afford. I'm going to always look to what my bottom line is. And if that is not equal to his, then I might put him in a position where he is um, uncomfortable or paying for something that he can't afford. Whereas he should lead. If he opens up and says, listen, you want to go get something to eat? We can go to Applebee's. The reason I'm going to tell him I don't want to go to Applebee's because I don't like their food. So I'm going to say, no, I do not like Applebee's food, but something else could be better. And then he could, you know, we could go to Red Lobster, we go to Olive Garden, but I do not like Applebee's food. Um, but I'm not going to say to him, no, I don't want to go to Applebee's because I want to go to, um, Mr. Chow's. I'm not going to do that. Um, so it's really about letting that person who has, who has, who's going to pay lead the conversation about the dating only because they're the ones who are going to have to have the bottom line and men stop trying to impress women with, um, dates you can't afford, particularly since a lot of times women do date to eat for free. Um, it's a thing. I know that women don't like us to tell about that, but a lot of women who are bored sometimes and maybe really not interested in you will date you just to eat free food. And even women who can afford food will just go someplace and eat food just because it's something to do. So keep that in mind. And I'd like to further this conversation. So if you are someone who, who, um, would be interested in being on the other side of this conversation and talking about, um, dating from a male perspective, I would love to hear that. And we could do an additional podcast on the cost of dating. So Think about that. Give me your feedback. Email you can email me at financially mess the you can email me at Malik M A L I E K at the com. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at financial emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at F I N Emancipation. Um, follow me on Facebook. Um, there's gonna be a Facebook conversation about this very topic, so you can kind of join in there at um, Financial Emancipation, the Financial Emancipation Group. And if you have any any other feedback or anything, email me, DM me, send me a message, let me know. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.